This is the Blasian Baddie, Mia Yim, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Post Podcast. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast with your host, Mark Madison. This episode's guest is Mia Yim. Visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now here's your host, Mark Madison. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast. I am joined by Mia Yim. Thanks again, Mia, for your time. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being <laughs> here. Um, we are uh, here live, actually, at the Smash Wrestling the Northern Tournament. Before we get into the, the actual questions, I just want to thank you. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> Welcome for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I think it's my second or third time back. I love Canada. So, <laughs> glad to be back. Um, what initially drove you to pursue wrestling as a career? I know there's been injuries that you've suffered. Has it ever has it ever been something that you, you know, maybe this is what I want to pursue moving forward? Um, growing up, I've always been a tomboy, so I've always been involved in, like, uh, I grew up in California on, like, this block, so we'd always play, like, street hockey, football, so I was always involved, and then... It, watching wrestling back in the day where it was The Rock, Stone Cold, Lita, China, we would watch as a family and my dad and my sister grew out of it but I continued to watch it and then when I saw Lita in China especially like wrestling with the guys that's when I knew, you know, I couldn't play football with the guys but if I can wrestle with the guys I'm totally down for that so I continued watching and I told my parents that's what I wanted to do and of course they did not approve (laughs) (laughs) so once I turned 18 I just signed myself up for a training school and just kept up with it awesome Um, but now you have suffered some injuries has Mm -hmm. it ever been something where you know it's part of the business you're gonna get through it but Mm -hmm. uh, did it ever change your mind moving forward I so I've Knock on wood, been lucky. I've only suffered recently a leg injury that took me out for several months. I needed surgery. Um, and it's been my first injury, serious injury in my whole life. So I've never broken a bone before. Uh, I played collegiate volleyball and, you know, suffered minor stuff here and there, but nothing too crazy. Um, but even in volleyball, whenever I had to sit out for a game or something, it was still like, I just need to get better so I can get back into the game and the mentality was the same with wrestling where once it happened I knew something was wrong Um, and after getting the initial I always thought the hard part was just getting through the surgery and then I could focus on recovery but I didn't realize the mental challenges of just trying to stay sane and not go crazy and thankfully my roommates with Shayna, Jessamine, best friend, Blake all of them would check on me every day and my roommates helped me out a lot just keeping saying what keeping me watching wrestling so I can stay fueled um and passionate and still motivated to come back even stronger so thankfully it didn't I never had the thought of quitting or just saying this isn't for me it was more of I need to come back and I need to be stronger and I need people to realize that I'm not going anywhere outstanding <laughs> um share if you could your early training how it might have changed throughout the years and what did you walk away from each experience because I know um, I, I just had a chance to speak to DJ Hyde and he mm-hmm. had said, you know, everybody can kind of teach you how to do a wrist lock, but mm-hmm. everything kind of works differently. Mm-hmm. How did each situation work differently for you? So when I first started training in wrestling, I was already conditioned because I was playing volleyball in college. So conditionally, I was fine. Yeah. Um, so I was used to just running around, blow up drills. And I started training in this small school in Virginia. And then I got picked up by CZW, by DJ, um, and Ring of Honor at the same time. So I lived in DC and I would commute 
about an hour and a half, two hours to the Philly area every, so like it was Monday and Wednesday would be, for example, Ring of Honor, and then Tuesday and Thursday would be CCW. So every day I would drive uh, during the week just to train. And I got something different from both schools just because uh, Ring of Honor was a lot more fundamentals, um, starting, you know, wrestling one-on-one. And then CCW was, it was a lot of fundamentals as well, but it was a lot of, okay, what do you want to work on? What do you, you know, let's try this, let's try that. So I got two different sides from both schools um, learning at the same time. So my style now is very uh, hybrid. So Mm -hmm. I'm learning all these different styles, whether it's Lucha, Joshi, American, UK, or British wrestling. And it all started with just like going to two different schools and learning two different styles and then just combining it into just being diverse. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, You did touch upon collegiate volleyball. Um, Mm -hmm. With going into university, was volleyball ever something you wanted to maybe pursue as potentially something? Because did you get a scholarship for that? I did. Okay. So I played volleyball in high school all four years, and then I got a full ride to Virginia Union for two years, and then I transferred to Marymount University, which I got a partial. Oh, okay. Um, But I wanted to do volleyball, like pursue it for the Olympics. Um, That's what my dad wanted me to do. But I realized that I'm 5'7", mm-hmm. and I'm probably one of the smallest girls playing volleyball. So I knew if I was going to join the Olympics, one, I have to be really, really good and have to get a really high vertical. Okay. Um, so I kind of already had it in my head that there wasn't really a possibility of making the Olympic team. Yeah. Um, and then when I started training for wrestling, that's when I full-on like pursued wrestling. Like mm-hmm. I. I love volleyball. I still played volleyball just so I can get through school and everything. But once I started training, wrestling was my passion. Mm-hmm. Favorite position? Outside hitter. Nice. <laughs> um, my son plays, so I, that's why I asked mm-hmm. the question. Um, <laughs> so, um, Shine, Shimmer, Impact Wrestling, CZW, mm-hmm. all different promotions you're part of. Um, how is each experience different? I mean, we can, it, I think it's. In, in asking that, well, yes, some are female only mm-hmm. and some are male, but more maybe beyond that. I'm sure experiences and relationships are always different mm-hmm. from whoever you interact so, with. So, right? Shimmer, I got a. In Shimmer, I learned a lot from just because it was uh, a large group of women from different generations all over the world getting together. So, I'm able to pick everyone's brains along with being able to get feedback from, say, an Allison Danger or Alexi Fife, um, the the women there that are watching our matches that I can actually go and get honest critiques from. Yeah. Um, Impact, I learned TV wrestling. I never knew that TV wrestling and regular indie wrestling was anything different until I started wrestling for Impact. So um, thankfully, Pat and Gail helped me through that. Just everything from looking at hard cam, facials, Things I never even thought about doing when I was wrestling for, say, for example, CCW. Um, but, like, in Japan, everything, you know, the style is different over there. Um, in Japan, I wrestled for a company that also brought in Mexican wrestlers. So I was able to learn Lucha as well as Joshi. Uh, and then, of course, the British wrestling out in the UK for Southside. So every company I try, and I'm still learning to this day, I try to learn from every opponent, every company, um, just because I want to be able to know everything. So. Uh, now you said, you know, you, you've traveled, you've met different people, you've faced different people. Something, is there a match maybe that went under the radar? I mean, people can say, yep, Mia Yim versus was great. Mm-hmm. But if we had to ask Mia Yim, mm-hmm. which one didn't get the attention that maybe it deserves? 
it's tough to sometimes say yeah. underrated because <laughs> I'm sure you can look back and that was great and that was great, mm -hmm. but is there something? Doesn't matter who? There's one, but I think I know why. I wrestled at Shimmer recently against Acha Kong, who is my number one dream match. Like she's the one that I was watching when I first started wrestling. Oh. Um, so I finally got to wrestle her and the people there was talking about it, but the reason why nobody's talking about it now is just because it's not out on DVD yet. So I think that's why, um, and it's just waiting for that to come out, but that one is one. I know me and Greg, excellent, our feud would always hold dearly in my heart, and I know everybody still talks about it to this day, but I feel like he need, he's the one that needs all the credit. Like he <laughs> He's the one that deserves it all just because he he made me in that match, he made me. So I constantly want to tell the world like Greg Excellent is a star and in our feud he's the one that needs all the attention. What, what was it about the both matches that maybe stand out? Um, it, with Aja, just because it was something, first of all, I don't really cry unless it involves wrestling so after that match I cried, um, just because it was a real dream come true because Whenever, for an example, people say don't ever meet your legends or your idols just because, you know, you, you never know. Yeah. With her, it wasn't that at all. She was she was ready to work. She wanted to do stuff. The story was there. It was great. It was everything I imagined it would be when I first started watching her. Okay. And then with Greg, I've always wanted to be looked at as an equal, not as a female wrestler. Mm -hmm. And he made sure to keep it equal. He made sure not to treat me anything special or different. So I enjoyed the fact that I wasn't being treated as, quote-unquote, just a girl. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five. $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Often it's said that the keys to success is being able to adapt. Change mm -hmm. is important. Um, is there any match that you've maybe had where it started off one way, mm -hmm. but then this is not working, This is not, but then it got progressively better? Mm -hmm. um, anything you're comfortable sharing? Where um, the chemistry wasn't there initially yeah. and then it started to click? That happens <laughs> regularly in Japan, just because of the language barriers. Um, you have an idea of what the match is going to become, and then you get involved in it, and then it's not what you thought it was going to be, so you have to kind of change up some things, okay. um, and then it ends up better than what you thought it would. So that actually happens regularly in Japan, mm. in, in my opinion. Okay. Has it, did it, have you been in Mexico or competed there? I haven't been in Mexico, no. no. Is there aspirations? Maybe? Not really. Not really? Okay. <laughs> but you, you've been in the UK? Or? Yes. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, anyone that follows your Twitter will see that you have a very unique relationship with Shelton Benjamin. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, and this is meant in, in all fun. So, um, share the, the friendship. The, the bantering is always so fun to see <laughs> from, a, from a distance. Yeah. Um, how's that all gone down? Um, 
How, I long have you know, how long have you known Shelton for? <laughs> I was going to say, I love Shelton, but I know he's going to hold that against me forever. But, uh, <laughs> we can so, edit that out. <laughs> so I've known Shelton since 2000, I want to say 2011. So almost seven, eight years now. And we met at this show in the New England area, and it was called like N-E-W or something. Um, I remember it, and I never really remember how I met people, or I have horrible memory, but I remember meeting him because... I think I told this story out before. I was eating chicken wings, and he just comes up and starts eating chicken wings. So we just started eating chicken wings together. And then from the jump, we were just, like, on each other. We were just, like, bantering from the jump. And that's how we clicked. And then um, he's, I've always looked at him like an older brother. He always took care of me. He always makes sure to have my back. Even when we don't see each other for a long periods of time, like, we still talk to each other just about every day, uh, just keeping up with our lives and just joking with each other making sure like he's the reason why I'm not fat like I was getting fat and he pointed it out so he's the reason why I'm like jacked in shape and I do the same for him so if I you know notice he's gaining some pounds I'll be sure to point it out but that's how we keep each other just you know just prepared for life and um he especially after one of my relationships the domestic violence one he was there for me throughout the whole thing like he made sure that you know if I needed a place to to hide away like he would make sure that I had a place and that he would come get me if anything were to happen so even though we banter we go back and forth with each other it's all full of love and it's you know we have each other's back and um he's someone that I would keep in my life even after wrestling that's amazing, that's amazing. yeah he's still a piece of shit though <laughs> Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five. $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Now, and many will argue against one of the topics that never seems to die down is mm-hmm. intergender wrestling. Mm-hmm. There are those that are for it, against it, criticize mm-hmm. it. Tonight's show has shown so many great intergender matches. Um, your thoughts on it, uh, because you face both men and women, um, what do you say to the criticism? What do you say to the art form? What do you say to it? Everybody has their own opinion, and if they don't like it, you know, that's fine. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I just, what gets under my skin is when people tell me, oh, you're a DV advocate, why are you wrestling men? And my main argument is it's all about consent. Like, I, if I consent to a match, whether it's man or female, then it should be, then it's fine. Um, so it's all about that. And like I said earlier, I just want to be looked at as an equal. Like, I'm, I, I just want to be looked at as a performer, as a wrestler, not as a special attraction or just a female wrestler or whatever. Um, So, I mean, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. Just don't, you know, talk garbage about me because I do it. And there's a lot of people that do. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, this is what I enjoy. I get to wrestle 
some of the people that years ago I couldn't even imagine wrestling just because you know it was taboo to wrestle guys right. um, so like today wrestling Matt Riddle he was a dream match of mine and it was great to finally be able to experience wrestling him mm-hmm. and he treated me like a wrestler not as a female so it, regardless on whether you hate it or not I enjoy it and I love intergender wrestling and anybody that also you know other female wrestlers that also is involved in intergender wrestling keep doing it like don't don't let anybody stop you Good. Good. You do mention that Keith Lee, uh, <laughs> a recent match you had, yeah. um, he publicly had stated he was someone he wanted to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that match initially all come about? The planning, the preparation, what moments within the match stood out? I'm surprised you're still walking. I think <laughs> just to watch from, but that's part of the beauty and the art form of what yeah. you do, right? Mm-hmm. It is just seeing that. He's another one that I've always wanted to wrestle as well, but I just never thought that I would. Um, so when Beyond contacted me and told me that he wanted me to be his last match, I was honored and flattered. And of course, I was going to say yes. So um, we're already friends now. So it was, you know, it was easy talking over things, figuring out what to do. And just coming from injury, I still had a mental block of doing certain things like high-flying moves, suicides, things like that. But I knew with, with Keith, I would be able to do whatever because I knew he would protect me. He'll make sure to keep me safe. Um, so it was a mental challenge for me to push myself to get back to what I was doing before the injury um, just so I can mentally say, okay, I can do this now. Like I, I don't need to be scared to do it anymore. And he took care of me. Um, and I hold that match dear to my heart just because it was his last match before going to who knows where. We're not going to say um, <laughs> But, I mean, it was awesome. I loved that match. I had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun. It was everything he wanted, which which my thing is this is this is his last match. So we'll do whatever you want to do, you know, just go all balls to the wall, whatever you want. As long as you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. And I don't know if I should say this or not, but... Uh, he he was supposed to win that match and he stayed down for that roll up which was I thought I messed up but then I realized what he did and it was like your last match and you did that for me you know well, that was very that was flattering that was yeah. nice so yeah why did you think it wasn't going to happen because you said mm, I didn't know if it was going to happen um, what doubt did you have and just it coming together for the match actually because you said you know he was one of my dream matches oh, I didn't yeah. know if it was going to happen I didn't know he did intergender matches oh. and then I saw him wrestle Angelus Lane and another female I was like oh okay so you do wrestle females but I, I always I always feel like especially guys at that caliber like like a Matt Riddle or a Keith Lee like they don't really care for intergender just because they're doing so much with the other guys and yeah. just having those matches that it's like you know I as a female it's like I don't think you know I'll ever get to that level where they would actually want to wrestle me so it was an honor to know that he actually wanted to wrestle me just as much as I want to wrestle him so um yeah <laughs> um a lot should be said about your strength your resilience uh, your ability to speak up against domestic violence, um, and it's well documented. If anyone feels hopeless about their situation, what can you say to help them to change, especially in light of the Me Too movement that mm-hmm. is so prevalent, right? Yeah. So I always tell everybody that safety is first, and they're, especially in a DV situation, because it's so complicated, it's, it's such a 
manipulation mind game that you think that you're trapped and that's exactly where they want you to feel mm -hmm. um, but there are people out there that will listen to you that will help you um, whether you want their help or not like you're not alone um, I always try to make that a point that you're not alone mm -hmm. and even though it feels like it there's always light at the end of the tunnel as long as you're able to receive like reach out and get help mm -hmm. um, because people are always going to be willing to help you uh, you just have to be sure to be safe with it just because like my situation like, I was how do I explain I was concerned for my safety but I knew that there was an out like I could get out whereas there's still some people there that are if they were to even try then their safety would be jeopardized right. um so as long as you have a plan in place um trusting friends that you can go to like you're you're not alone and if you speak up if you speak out about it and you know ask for help there will be help fantastic mm -hmm. um we're about the midway point of 2018 <laughs> uh what does the balance of 2018 have for Megan uh, and beyond my goodness i you know kind of crazy how june kind of stuff i know <laughs> i've done everything i've always wanted to even though i thought i never could you know as far as being on TV with Impact, being a champion, traveling the world. You know, I've done the May Young last year. I want, my main goal right now is I want to be a full-timer with WWE, but especially just coming from injury, I already missed out on three to four months of the year. So I'm just, I've been saying this everywhere. I'm just trying to reclaim my time. You know, I've, I've, I got to build my momentum up. I'm trying to make sure to let people know that I'm not gone. I'm not disappearing. I'm not going nowhere. And so I'm just going to keep pushing, having good matches and showing the world that I'm better than what I was before. Great attitude. <laughs> um, before we let you go, interested if you're up for playing a little game. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. It's called Wrestling Tinder. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. So unlike regular, un, unlike, well, much like regular Tinder, mm -hmm. if you're interested interested in the topic, you'll mm -hmm. swipe right. Okay. If you're not interested, we'll swipe left. Okay. Okay. Criticism between generations on wrestling. So uh, a lot of, so you'll hear the Rip Rogers and mm -hmm. sometimes Randy Orton's, they'll, they'll come out and they'll say, don't like that flippy shit. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, what's removed is 10 years ago, mm -hmm. that generation had the generation before them criticized. What's your perspective on the difference of generations and what you saw from what you grew up on? Left. If you're not interested, okay, swipe left. left. <laughs> it's becoming very hard. Uh, yeah. So, um, um, hardcore wrestling. So you were part of CCW, mm -hmm. ECW. Still, at some points, now we saw in Impact where mm -hmm. Sammy Callahan, whether that was protected or planned or not, does is there a place for that? Is it too risque for today's generation? How do so? You could swipe right if you're interested. Swipe left if you're not. So see, that's the thing. I'm like in the middle okay. because I trained at CCW. I've seen it a lot, but. And I've done a TLC with Greg, and that was the most I'd ever do. I'm not totally for hardcore wrestling, but that's just with me. Mm -hmm. um, if, you know, the Sammies of the world or whatever want to do it, hey, go for it. That's great. I'm not going to get involved. But, I mean, if that's what you want to do, awesome. I also, like, I also have a thing with blood. Like, I don't, I'm not a, I, I went to one, um tournament of death and I saw a guy get paldrope on a cinder block and like his his scalp was like just hanging and oh I was just God. like oh no this is not so like just the thought of blood and like broken bones and I 
I personally don't like it just because I get, you know, I don't like that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm not against anybody that want to do it, you know. Okay. Just be safe, please. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you. And your energy. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, on behalf of Mia Yim, this is Mark Madison for the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast with your host, Mark Madison. Once again, please visit ProWrestlingPost.com for interviews, blogs, and upcoming events in your area. And be sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer.